0: Hola, Raza. Hola, Chicano This is Fernando Amador from Downey, California. Welcome to my podcast, Raza Chicano Cast. And this is Chicano Cast number 64. And it's titled Poder Chicano. Chicano Power. A huevo. But quickly, Raza, some business. Raza, I want to give a quick shout out to My Grito Industries. My Grito is a Chicano-run record label and more, celebrating Chicano and Latino culture via musica, art, and podcasts, like the one you're hearing right now. ChicanoCast is now part of the My Grito podcast network. Check them out at mygrito.net and on their socials at My Grito. So Raza, I know I missed a few weeks here and there, kind of like your dad, right? When he misses his weekends, el cabrón, órale. Nah, but it's been a vacation time, having guests over for their vacation here to Los Angeles. So it's been kind of a mess. My mojo got thrown off. I had to try and find times to write, times to record, and I just couldn't get them. But I'm on, I'm here, I'm recording, so uh, let's get this going. And you guys know on the last show I mentioned my trip to Guadalajara. I was gonna take a short vacation. I was there for about a week. I saw some family. Of course, I kept the tea diet going, tacos, tortas, tepache, tamales. Uh, The only thing I didn't have was tejuino, if you guys know what that is. Uh, I really like it, and I haven't drank it in a long time. They sell it here in LA, but I just feel like having it when I'm down in in Guadalajara. And you know what? When I went, everything seemed good. It seemed like we uh, had been uh, beating this fucking coronavirus. But as soon as I got to Guadalajara, the cases started going up. By day three, Guadalajara was feeling a little bit scared about the Delta virus. And I was hearing sort of the same thing in some areas of the U.S. And by the time I left, the Delta virus was a real thing. It had, um, I guess, gotten the color orange in Guadalajara. And now I heard they're in red. It was what I heard from family. And Raza, when I got back from Guadalajara, people asked me about it. And I realized I don't do anything touristy down there. I don't go anywhere. I just visit family, actually. It was a good week because I had a lot of invitations to go eat uh, from cousins and other cousins. Yeah, I didn't go anywhere touristy at all. I never done that in that city just because I have so much family. That's basically what I do. Just visit and hang out with family, which is a great thing. I don't miss doing the touristy thing. But maybe one day I'll kind of go on the down low and um, check out some of the sites because I really haven't seen too much down there. One thing that did happen when I got back is I got a little bit of Moctezuma's revenge, which is uh, not feeling too well on your stomach. And I even threw up. And yeah, it was kind of bad for a couple of days. And I realized that I hadn't traveled internationally in so long that I broke one of my rules, which is never to eat anything out of the airport. And what happened is I hit up a panaderia at the airport and bought a muffin that had some like cheesecake frosting type thing on top. And of course, it was not in the refrigerator and who knows how long that bastard sat there, but I ate the fucker and yep, got sick. So when I got home, I wasn't feeling too good. I remember the next day I had to go into work and I had a cup of Starbucks coffee and an hour later threw that shit up. But yeah, that's just part of uh, what happens uh, for us. Uh, Chicano slash gringos going to Mexico, right? Rasa, when I got back, I did really appreciate being back in the USA. I mean, it was great seeing family, great being down there, drinking uh, tequila and having some beers. But um, honestly, Raza, we have it good. I know it's not perfect, but it's really good here. And I um, can say agradecitos mi cabroncitos, because we have a lot. We do have a lot, and we have a lot of possibilities more than just having a lot here. It just depends on how hard you want to work. And the other thing going on is as soon as I got back from the trip, which I did go on my own, um, a few days later, it was my wife's B-Day on August 1st. Also, in fact, it was our 31st wedding anniversary. So I had to figure out what to do to celebrate both. So I did ask her and she, since she didn't go on vacation to Guadalajara with me, she definitely wanted to get away. So we had a prima visiting here, so we took advantage of the whole having guests and, and the wife's birthday and we ended up going to sequoia and i hadn't been there in a long time and i realized how much i really like that park that national park Rasa, you gotta get out there you gotta see our parks they're beautiful and they are our parks um i did see some raza out there not in a good way and i'll tell you that a little bit later but the parks are great we went to king's canyon saw those beautiful sequoia trees um yeah it's really worth it and yeah Really quick, I did have that one shake your head pinche paisa moment where I felt embarrassed for our gente. Some viejo pendejo basically climbs over a fence that says do not climb to go stand by one of the general something trees, General Sherman, General Grant, one of the big ass trees that they don't want you to get close to or touch because they're so old. But this fucking viejo climbed over the fence, went over there and his family took a picture Even though there was a sign on the fence to not fucking climb the fence or get close to the tree. But he did it. And um, I felt embarrassed. I felt pissed. And I did hear one gringo shout out habitual. Which I'm not sure what that really meant. And then some other gringo also shouted out habitual. Is it like habitual rule breaker? Habitual something? But if that's what it meant, I didn't really get it. But I did feel embarrassed for him. There was a point where I almost wanted to say something, but I did hold my tongue because I thought it could have gotten kind of ugly he was with a big ass group too, so I would have been stupid to to challenge homeboy, but man, why are we like that? We, we just have to represent our rasa in a better way. And rasa, before I move on, I want to give a quick shout out to some listeners who reached out and keep my ass motivated to record some more shows right that's what it's all about and I'm going to try and get some more out to you but Evelia thanks for sharing your family's story about essential workers and the price Rasa paid and his pain and your personal story I really appreciate it and I'm glad you can relate to some of the stuff I'm talking about there's also a new listener Alex Padilla I hope you stay subscribed and can find it in your heart to review me on Apple podcast or iTunes, pinchy beggar for reviews, right? Thirsty fool here. And lastly, but definitely not least, La Gabby Gomez from Dallas. Thanks for being a big supporter. I know you get me homegirl. Rasa. also let me touch on some current events and not so current events since I've been an absentio, right? So before we get into the main topic, let me, let me touch on a couple. El Puerco Governor Cuomo from New York. Homeboy's having his Me Too um, moment, isn't he? Eleven of them, yeah, maybe twelve. I think. I think there's one more that just uh, just quit his campaign or quit his, his office. Actually, um, you know that fool was looking like a hero during last year's pandemic because uh, he was on there on the on the podium talking to the people, being real transparent about what's going on with the with the virus and what rules he had to put into place, and um, he really looked like he was taking charge and then suddenly he's got 11 women accusing him of sexual harassment no mames, the guy's a pig you know when you have one or two uh you know maybe they're lying maybe they're not but once you got 11 possibly 12 no mamas you just gotta step down he's luckily there's no criminal charges and i thought i read there might be and there should be for someone who did that i mean who knows how far he went the stories will come out but uh That homeboy is having a me too a moment for sure. The other thing going on, and as I told you when I was in Guadalajara, I kind of started taking off down there. And here is that freaking Delta variant. And all I can say about that, mis cabroncitos, is to get vacunados. I'm at... Maya, please. I'm actually considering a booster shot myself since I got the J&J vaccine. That's a, a one shot only. And it's not as effective as some of those mRNA vaccines, so... If they um, if they actually approve it, I might go ahead and do it. But you know, this shit's getting scary, all over again. It feels like last year. All of a sudden, with you know all these rules they want to put in, and, and it's for the right reasons. But but, raza, will Chicano cast go back on lockdown? I don't know if you remember. I didn't record shit during lockdown where I should have recorded more. Will Chicano cast go back to over drinking? Por no decir alcoholismo. Stay tuned, Raza, and find out on your next cast episodes in stereo y yeah, a todo color. Orale. I just saw a movie called Planet of the Human Raza. I actually saw it in Guadalajara. Primo down there, who's a big political fool, recommended it to me. And um, it's really depressing. It basically tells you a couple of things. One is that everything we're doing to try and, uh, and uh, get green energy, which is like solar panels and and the windmill farms and all that, that it's actually causing more emissions, that it's gonna save in the life of those of those products. And the other even more depressing thing and, and makes you think is that the other thing they communicate is that we're at a point where there's too many of us. There's too many, there's not enough resources for all of us in this world now. And it makes you wonder like, you know, that together with the freaking coronavirus, if you like conspiracies, um, that's one way to put it, right? If you want to watch something depressing, it's called Planet of the Humans, and it basically tells you how all these green uh, movements are causing more pollution than they're actually going to save in their lifetime, like electric cars and, and again, um, solar panels and stuff like that. The other, or the other depressing part of it, or the part that actually pisses you off, is that all of the, a lot of these guys that are into this green movement are actually transas, and they're in it just for the money, including Al Gore. And it gives you some facts about Al Gore and what contracts and stuff he's doing. But Rasa, let me take one more drink because today I am drinking one more drink. Yeah, I have a, I had a few drinks already. It's um, Phantom Bride from Belching Beaver. It's the Deftones beer. Damn, it's good. Let me take a quick drink. I'm getting really dry. <sighs> Not bad. That's the can. Comes in a can. Actually, was a... We got back from, uh, I got back from the vacation. No, we got back from Sequoia. And I had to go pick up some stuff at Rite Aid. And I happened to walk by, I just happened to walk by the freaking uh, beer fridge right there at Rite Aid. And I saw a six pack of Belgian Beaver. And I was like, damn, I haven't had craft beer in a long time. So yeah, I grabbed it. It's actually not bad. The price is not bad at Rite Aid. And it's a real decent IPA. Not a bad one to try, especially if you're a Deftones fan. So, Chicano power, Raza. We all heard the phrase before, but what does it mean? Que somos chingones just because, you know, we say we are. Sure, you know, some people might believe it. Or is it that we have Chicano power? Because the louder we scream it, the more of us who scream it, the more it'll be believed. Well, yeah. The more of us who believe it and say it makes us more proud and united as Chicanos. But... You know, Chicano power in that way or that form only goes so far. What I'm talking about goes way beyond that. So let El Tio Borracho tell you how we really are chingones and have Chicano power. But Raza, before I get into the nitty gritty, I have to admit that when I was young and confused about Chicanoism, and I would hear the word Chicano power, I would always imagine some veterano cholo fools All buffed out and tattooed, standing there, scaring the shit out of me. It's just because of the way I grew up. I grew up with cholos down the street one way, cholos down the street the other way. And I had to go around and across the street to get to the park because I was scared of those fools. Yeah, yeah, I was just a sissy and they were scary looking fuckers. But anyway, but that is not what Chicano power is. That's when you're confused like a fool that you imagine cholos when you hear the word Chicano. So here goes, mainly we are chingones just because of our sheer numbers, is that true? Somos un chingo, and numbers are good when it comes to a gang fight, verdad? But no one is gang fighting here, Raza, not on my show. So what does a big number of Chicanos mean? Well, quick fact, Raza, no se me duerman. This is from Pew Research. Between 2010 and 2019, The Latino share of the total U.S. population increased from 16% to 18%. Latinos accounted for about half of all U.S. population growth over this period. Latinos are the country's second largest racial or ethnic group behind the gringos. I put gringos in there. It it didn't say gringos. It probably said anglos or something. There are 61 million plus Latinos. Damn raza, Somos muchos. But just un chingo de raza doesn't give us Chicano power. It's what comes with it. And that is voting power, raza. That's the real Chicano power. The politicians know they have to take care of our needs or they risk losing office. Listen to this, raza, from UCLA. Latinos are youthful and diverse and projected to make up 27.5% of the American population by 2060. This translates into immense political power as more of that population grows into the electorate. In November 2020, Arizona showed just what that power could result in when Latinos act as a concentrating voting block, clenching victory for Joe Biden. Yup, Raza, racist-ass Arizona went for Biden. And all because of us Latinos, we turned a redneck-ass racist state Democrat Now that's Chicano power. Pero raza, not to bore you with too much politics. How else do we show Chicano power? Well hijas, ahí les va. Listen up cabronas. From the Hispanic Marketing Council. Predictably, the touchpoint ranked by Hispanics and non-Hispanics as delivering the greatest influence on American culture is food. Almost 90% of non-Hispanics saw it as having the most prominent impact placing at nearly 25 percentage points ahead of the next greatest influencer, music. Yup, as I just experienced on my tea diet, we Rasa make some damn good food. Our food is everywhere, Rasa Tacos and burritos are a staple in America. A huevo. Everything is spicy now, and guess who brought that to America? Tapatio style, hot cheeto style, and jalapeño everything. Horchata flavored bobas, yup these asian joints they know what's good mexican beer demands respect worldwide this chicano cast needs to drink more of it or is it less nah it's more yup it's more orale but raza food for us chicanos in america is more than just a phillip it's cultural it's a way to connect to our ancestors by you know what maybe following abuelita's recipe on those special occasions right Okay, another one, Rasa again from the Hispanic Marketing Council. Hispanic influence on music ranked second in overall impact on American culture. Just right behind food. And check this out from Rolling Stone Magazine. One of the most important narratives in contemporary pop has been the emergence of Latin music as a potent commercial force in the United States. Between 2016 and 2017, The number of Spanish language entries on the Hot 100 jumped from a mere 4 to 19. So far this year, there have been at least 16 more charting singles. After years of calling up English language acts and trying to convince them to collaborate, veteran artists in the Latin music industry can now enjoy being chased by gringo artists desperate for a streaming boost. That's right, Argente is now calling the shots when it comes to music. And that's from three years ago. I bet, you know, the numbers have gotten even better for our music. The article does continue to say that the influence is too heavy on reggaeton and trap music. But that's what's in right now. You know, something else will be in style later on, as always happens. And, you know, we Raza will be a big part of it. You can be sure of that. And Raza, what about money? There are so many of us, you know, we must make a significant impact on the economy. And hell yeah, we do. Check this out. If U.S. Latinos were their own nation, they would have the world's seventh largest gross domestic product at $2.13 trillion, according to a report by the Latino Donor Collaborative. That's a higher GDP than India, Brazil, and Italy. Damn, Raza, we are huge, and our dollars count. Now that, to me, is Chicano power. Our Latino economy in the US is bigger than the economy of India, Brazil and Italy. That's crazy, right? Imagine if we uh, wield that economic power to our benefit. And how you might ask? No one's asking, pendejo. Well, by boycotting companies that you know that don't treat us right or don't represent us well. Raza, that's just my revolutionary ass fantasy that we can all call the shots by not spending on that product or those companies that discriminate us. You want to get hurt, Rasa, well hit them in the pockets cuz that's where it hurts. Let me continue, Rasa, check this out. This means American Latinos are driving growth of the US workforce and economy. This is contrary to recent political and popular rhetoric about Latinos. The Latino GDP is growing 70% faster than the US GDP. That's right. Did you catch that part about contrary to recent political and popular rhetoric? Meaning that stupid ass presidents use Latinos as a scapegoat when the economy is bad or to get votes from the racist. You know, they say that we're just takers. Hell no raza. Están pendejos esos políticos. We are hard workers. We're productive. And we are an essential part of the American economy. I can definitely say that about our gente. We pay our way and then some. So, Raza, the future is ours. You know, we just have to be ready. Do I mean open your pocket so the money can flow in from the sky? No, cabrones. Not that. Being ready means register to vote. And then go vote. In every election. Get as much education as possible. Run for office, maybe. Volunteer in your community. Be the best Chicana you can be. And how can you be the best? Well, here's some advice. By always growing, and I don't mean para arriba ni para los lados. I mean as a person. Mentally, spiritually, don't be prideful. Don't get stuck in one way of thinking. Don't say it's this way porque así me enseñan desde chica. That shit don't fly. Not if you want to be part of the future that is coming to our gente in America because we definitely have the numbers. Let's just make sure that the preparation is there so we can also have the correct influence. Lastly, Raza, I believe we Chicanos carry a big burden, the burden of representing all Latinos in this great country. And what do I mean by that? Well, here goes, listen up cabroncito, some old man wisdom here, maybe some wisdom, maybe not. But here goes, I believe that because us Chicanos were born in the USA, and we're raised in the USA, we know and are part of the American culture. And we therefore feel or should feel that we have the right to demand not just our rights, but more than that. Not just survival, but a better life for ourselves, our families, and our gente. Demand a piece of the pie, if you will, a big ass piece, because we deserve it. You know, we work our asses off usually for less. And that time is now over. We need to demand that those doors to the better jobs, to the important positions, and even the Hollywood gigs include Raza. That we are represented. And why Raza? Why is it our burden? Well, because sometimes I believe that a Latino immigrant is happy with what he's given. That is sometimes, you know, the leftovers, the scraps they throw at Latino immigrants, And to them, it's enough because they feel, you know, they have less of a right to demand. Mostly, a lot of these immigrants are just happy to be here. Well, we Chicanos are not just happy to be here because this country is ours. We want and demand more. And when we fight for that, we lose our pinche miedo and speak up. We are doing it for all our gente. Any step forward for us Chicanos that we take is a step forward for all Latinos. So lose that fear, cabrón, and go for that job. Go for that education and start that business. But take action, homegirl. It's time to walk the talk. Damn, Raza. Ahora sí me pasé de pinche preacher, right? But I felt inspired when doing a Chicano Power Show. I just had to spit that out. Raza, thanks for listening. Raza, reach out to me at chicanocast at gmail.com and follow Chicanocast on Instagram and share the show más reviews en la manzana cabrones ponle huevos órale Time you have a positive show. You're bajando me el avión, cabrón, with your past shows, homie. Oh, yeah, thanks. But did you know that the pandemic has hit Latinos harder than. Uh, uh, uh... Callate, callate, cabrón. You were just doing good and back to your sad shit, homeboy. I no vemos. I'm out of here, panzón. Hey, son, unsubscribe me from this downer ass podcast. This fool's gotta go. Hijo, how you work this Spotify thing? Chingao. de las calacas, by las calacas, a my grito artist.